Hello and welcome to another episode of VMware Cloud on AWS Unplugged. I'm your host, Bill Roth with the Cloud Economics Group at VMware in our newly named Cloud Infrastructure Business Group. Today we have a super interesting topic for me and with us to discuss our uh, status of GovCloud and our brand new, newly achieved FedRAMP high impact level agency authorization as well as to explain what all those words mean, are Lance Bendit, Senior Outbound Product Line Manager for VMware Cloud on Glove Cloud, and Audrey Bion, Senior Product Marketing Manager for VMware Cloud on AWS. And they've got some news for us. Tell us what's being announced, Audrey. Thanks for having me, Bill. Yes, so we are very excited to announce VMware Cloud on AWS Gov Cloud Service has achieved the FedRAMP High Agency Authorization. And okay, what is it? What are what are all those words? Seems like it's really important. Tell us what it is. That's a great question, Bill. So as we all know, FedRAMP it is a government-wide program. So what it do, it does is it provides a standardized approach in a baseline requirements. For example, like a security assessment authorization and a monitoring for product, cloud products. So achieving this FedRAMP um, high authorization really gives us the our service the ability to run these highly sensitive government workloads with our hardened security that the government agencies, they require to protect our citizens' data. Excellent. So obviously it seems like it's sort of PCI for government, but tell me why else mm -hmm. is it important? Yeah, the first, uh, because not a lot of cloud service, they have been granted for fair and high authorization. So as a team, we work on this service. We are really proud of that. So. Meeting these requirements of FedRAMP High um, really uh, makes it easier for more of our federal agencies to use our VMware Cloud on AWS GovCloud service. And they can benefit from this high security and a low cost of this FedRAMP um, program. So I'd like to talk a little bit about the cost. Um, because the FedRAMP, uh, they provide a standardized um, like we call it like do once use many times framework. So that helps government agencies. They save time, resources, and a cost when they need to accessing this security and a risk. And uh, you know, um, because of the pandemic, most of our government agencies, they are ac accelerating their digital transformation journey. So this certification really enables them to quickly adopted the cloud computing um, and allowing our agencies to leverage them on a very much like government wide scale. Excellent. Uh, and that helps tie into not only why it's important for security, for monitoring, for authorization and baseline standards, but also to help the government with work from home. And I know uh, President mm -hmm. Biden made an announcement back at the end of May to uh, basically make sure that the government could operate that way. Um, so it sounds like there's a lot of stuff in FedRAMP. I know this has been coming for a while. Uh, what are the key capabilities of VMC on AWS GovCloud? 
that that um, cuz i think it's these that that's where fedramp applies right it's it's a mm-hmm. couple of gov for those of you who are paying attention out there listening to us when you look at the number of regions we provide we have a couple of govcloud regions and so mm-hmm. what are the what are the key capabilities that sets it apart from my old friend uh us west oregon that's a great question so uh first of all um our VMware Cloud on AWS GovCloud, it is a secure hybrid cloud service. So how it works is it brings our VMware uh, vSphere managed SDDC software to AWS GovCloud. Now we are talking about the West region. So it enables our US um, public sector agencies to securely run their production applications across these vSphere ma- managed and a based hybrid cloud environment. And uh, also they get the um, optimized access to leverage these AWS compelling services such as S3, Lambda and uh, Redshift. So because everything is are based on the same API, it really offers the same architecture and operational experience for um, for our um, government IT teams to operate on-prem and in the cloud. So the IT team, they can now use the same skill sets they manage uh, um, in the, on the prem and premises, now they can manage in the hybrid cloud environment instead of you know learning new skills or hiring new talents. It's really save a lot of co- upfront cost. And uh, uh, really, it's the best offer our two words, you know, to allow this infrastructure flexibility to migrate and then modernize the workload in the cloud for our government agencies. We are really excited and proud of that. Excellent. And now over to Lance, um, talk about what government-centric needs you're seeing that our VMC on AWS GovCloud service provides for federal organizations and state, local governments, and even educational organizations. What are you seeing as you talk to customers in this area? So great question. So we really see three large buckets of needs really around public sector IT, uh, which we designed our service to meet. So the first one's really uh, in response to the pandemic. So just like the commercial sector had to adapt, so does the government, right? Uh, Another one's around technology adoption trends, uh, which have all accelerated and that momentum is gonna continue. Uh, and then due to the pandemic experience, you know, citizens are demanding more digital services. So flexibility and speed are really essential and important right now. Uh, the second big uh, bucket of needs would probably be around general IT optimization, security, cost savings, things like that. So what we've seen at VMware is a growing um, thought consensus within the federal government, both the executive branch and then also Congress around accelerating the federal government's journey to the cloud. Um, you know, that's how the citizenry wants, uh, is interacting with business today, and that's how they want to interact with their government. So a couple of things to support uh, that observation. So on the executive side, so, uh, you know, things like the data center optimization initiative, the DCOI. So DCOI uh, came out a couple of years ago, I think 2018, don't hold me to it, but it requires agencies to optimize and consolidate all the data centers that the federal government runs. And that's with an interest out of delivering better services to the public and increasing ROI and taxpayer dollars. So the DCOI is a big part of the federal government's cloud smart strategy. Um, and then um, 
some things that we're seeing around like the legislation or the uh, legislative branch, for example, is like uh, the MGT Act, the Modernizing Government Technology Act. So uh, that requires agencies to invest in modernizing, modernizing their IT and improving the service delivery to anything that touches the public. It also requires them to secure sensitive uh, IT workloads. So the MGT was passed uh, 2018, um, just recently, and that's all about transitioning legacy IT systems to cloud computing. And then other modern technologies like machine learning and uh, artificial intelligence. And then probably the third bucket of needs that we saw out there that we, that we designed mm -hmm. our service to meet was just the general shortage, shortage of cloud skills in the federal uh, and sled sector. And that's where VMware and our partners can help. Excellent. And actually we see that uh, skilling and the, the cost of reskilling being uh, a fairly prominent term in our cloud economics uh, analyses, just a shameless plug for friends and neighbors in cloud economics. Talk a little bit about what security levels, I know that there's various different levels and in my experience in the government sector, uh, there's a number of certifications. So tell us about the security levels that uh, we can handle with GovCloud. So simply put a short answer. So it's uh, anything that is FedRAMP uh, level high, right, is what we can handle, which is at last count is something like 70 plus percent of all the federal IT workloads right now uh, are, are satisfied with that requirement. Um, and that's most of the federal um, cabinet agencies. So anybody that's got a .gov uh, address as opposed to a .mil, uh, more often than not is going to be able to be satisfied with FedRAMP high. Excellent. Um, what other certifications? As I mentioned, there's a ton of them, certificate of networthiness. There's also the, you know, I know that there's a couple of others in the works. Tell us uh, what other certifications uh, that we're pursuing. Oh my goodness, so many. So our roadmap's pretty aggressive. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, I will only tease out a few here now. I don't want to give away the whole show, but uh, the ones that are on the near-term horizon are um, IL-5 out of DISA, so we expect to receive that relatively soon. Uh, another big thing that we're working on that we're excited about with our, our roadmap right now is uh, obtaining ITAR compliance. And then uh, the third one that I would probably just volunteer out for this, for this episode would be uh, we are in the process of obtaining um, CJIS, which is the Criminal Justice Information, uh, Criminal Justice Information Services um, designation, and that's uh, appropriate for law enforcement agencies and also a lot of uh, state and local governments that, uh, that are looking to have CJIS certifications for their IT workloads to be in the cloud. So those would be the three I would put out there right now. Excellent. Well, as you get closer to those, uh, definitely let us know and we'll have you back to talk about those. Um, can workloads running on a VMware cloud on AWS GovCloud instance integrate with AWS services? It's a natural question, I think, that, that people would ask. Yes, we actually get that question all the time. And that is one of the reasons that when we designed our service, we reached out and co-engineered it with AWS because of their very rich, deep, and fantastic uh, services ecosystem. You know, we're, we're recording this in September of 2021 and the service count changes every day, but as of right now, I think it's like 220 services counting. So uh, that's one of the things we're excited that uh, VMC on GovCloud brings to agencies as we allow them to tap into that, that uh, ecosystem. 
So some of the more exciting ones that folks are using are things like uh, AWS Lambda, you know, of course, S3, elastic load balancing. Um, uh, and then we've also, uh, through using our service, you can access things like um, some of the data analytics things that they have out there, like RDS and DynamoDB, and even Redshift, which is pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. So the answer is yes, it's very cool. Excellent. So Audrey, just give us a quick reminder, who can use VMware Cloud and AWS? Who can use this service? And you know, what are the, some of the benefits that they get? Yeah, I'm glad you asked this, um, Bill. So actually there's a pretty big customer base for you, for the customers who can use in our service. There's from like a federal, state, and the local agencies, healthcare providers, educational institutions, they all can run their production workloads on our VMware Cloud on AWS GovCloud um, hybrid cloud platform. And uh, how our um, government agencies, they will benefit from this certification um, other than the, you know, the industry leading infrastructure capabilities I mentioned earlier. And I really see there are like twofold. Um, for the for the benefits that our government agencies they're gonna get, the first is this authorization really enables our agency to rapidly rapidly um, adapt from their legacy IT um, like infrastructure to a scalable a scalable secure and a cost effective uh, VMware cloud on AWS GovCloud um, hybrid cloud platform. And uh, because it's created and managed uh, a core set of this process to ensure our the cloud is effective and uh, repeatable for our government and agencies. And uh, the other fact is like I mentioned earlier, it saves a lot of like um, time and a cost and a resources for our government uh, customers. So um, like, I, uh, like I said, this does do once and apply many times um, frameworks and strategy really help them, you know, to uh, focus on their other um, priorities and uh, let us to handle all the, um, all the work um, for our government agencies. Excellent. So I know partners are involved, uh, was recently involved with one of our federal partners, the friendly folks at Kerasoft. Uh, I assume we have partners working on this. How do we work with these partners, Lance? How does that, how's that process working? Yes, absolutely. So we have a super robust uh, partner network here at VMware. Uh, just for North America, we have over 100 certified VMC competent partners. So uh, the best way to start that journey is to go to cloud.vmware.com uh, and find uh, a local VMC partner, and then they can take it from there. Excellent. We'll make sure that we have that link in the show notes. Um, what do you see are key use cases for federal, but also state, local, and educational organizations? What are the, you know, do you, are you seeing some patterns form? Yeah, sure. So, um, interestingly, on both our, for our federal agency customers and for our SLED customers, it's, a, it's usually the same use cases for our service. So, the five big ones that we see uh, right now are, you know, number one would be disaster recovery as a service. So that allows you to, or allows an agency to modernize and outsource their disaster recovery to the cloud, um, which is something the uh, commercial sector has been doing for years. That's a, that's a big thing now for the federal government. Um, the second one would probably be 
uh, virtual desktops in the cloud, VDI. This was a, a huge, uh, a huge thing that uh, that we did for the federal government when the pandemic first hit and the lockdowns happened. So, uh, what we allowed agencies to do is expand their on-prem VDI infrastructures, place it into our cloud, and then uh, that allowed them to burst desktops. You know, do things like providing protection for for VDI site failures. Uh, it really allowed them to improve the, the user experience for VDI. You're not sitting there waiting for your, your session to start. Um, so that was a big thing. VDI is, was huge for us. Uh, number three is probably just data center extension. So we allow agencies to quickly scale capacity up or down for seasonal, temporary, you know, project-based or, or even unplanned needs. Uh, and allows you to deliver things like you know, flexible lab environments for dev and test. Uh, lab, uh, labs, uh, cyber ranges, we've done some of those, those are pretty exciting, and just, you know, general UA testing. Um, number three is probably uh, cloud migration. So, you know, the federal government's got this journey to the cloud that they have to take, and uh, we allow, we enable that through VMC. So, um, and uh, one of the ways we do that is if you have a vSphere-based uh, workload right now, you can, you can move that to the cloud on VMC on AWS GovCloud without refactoring um, or having to retrain staff. And you know, uh, our, the ROI on that is pretty significant. So that is a huge deal. Uh, if you wanna go uh, with another hyperscaler or another cloud service or a competitor, you're, you're refactoring, you're redesigning. Uh, there's a lot of lift involved in that. Uh, and then probably the final one would be around application modernization. That would round out the five. Um, and, you know, we spoke a little bit about it earlier, but, you know, one of the things we're proud of is and excited about is we allow agencies to take advantage of when they deploy their STDC to, to VMC and GovCloud, they've also got access to all those native AWS services that are pretty exciting. So that allows agencies to focus on running their applications without refactoring so they don't miss a beat. Uh, but at the same time, they can uh, prioritize, uh, you know, modernizing uh, the services and making them more robust uh, for anything that runs on vSphere. It's, uh, you know, goes from your data center today to VMC and GovCloud next week. Uh, and you've also got access to AWS native services. So those are probably the five big use cases that we're seeing right now. So love to talk more about cyber ranges. I know there's some work going on. And I know we have some uh, kind of exciting work there. Also, thanks for calling out ROI and TCO. Folks, if, you, if you're interested, Lance mentioned uh, some numbers. Uh, drop us a line at cloud-economics at vmware.com. Our average savings over on-prem is around 30%. And we see positive ROIs in and positive TCOs in about 85% of the cases when we look at uh, compared to on-prem and up to 80, 80% when we look at versus a cloud native. And what Lance said was absolutely correct. Um, refactoring, it generally takes on average about 12 minutes to move a VM from your vSphere on-prem environment to an environment like GovCloud per VM versus if you have to refactor, that can take up to 11 hours. And that math is going to have a big impact on cost. If um, don't Don't trust me. Call us, I'll show you the math, we'll prove it to you. Sorry guys, had to just do a little bit of log rolling for cloud economics. Um, so uh, next up, you know, one of my favorite, one of the magical pieces of software that we have is VMware Site Recovery. And I've used that as a VMware customer, as a partner as well. 
Um, what's the story about VMware Site Recovery, which gives you five minutes RPO, RTO, super effective for disaster recovery? Uh, what's the status of VMware Site Recovery for VMware Cloud on AWS GovCloud? So that's another example of one of the really cool, slick, uh, exciting services that we borrowed from our our uh, very successful, uh, very robust VMC commercial practice that we or uh, commercial service that we have right now in AWS. Uh, and we brought that into VMC and GovCloud. So the, the short answer is yes. The little bit of the longer answer is, uh, you know, what site recovery for folks that might not be familiar with it, uh, what it does is it brings to uh, uh, our, our service in VMC GovCloud, it brings agencies trusted things like replication, uh, orchestration, uh, allows you to automate your cloud workloads that protects the applications in case you have uh, some kind of a site failure. Um, so the, the the takeaway on it is essentially it's a service that provides end-to-end -end disaster recovery um, for folks that are running their STDCs within our service. Excellent. So to wrap it all up, why don't you summarize in a nutshell, if we had the 15 second update, how does VMware Cloud on AWS GovCloud service help address these government-centric IT needs? So in a nutshell, so uh, we would start by providing our world-class VMware STDC capabilities, you know, that everybody's come to learn, love, and use. So things like virtual compute, networking, storage, management. Um, and then we operate those as a service on top of bare metal host in AWS GovCloud. Uh, and we give you access to all of the AWS native services. I mean, that is a pretty compelling uh, value proposition and nobody else on the planet offers anything like that right now. So uh, what we did is we designed for that service, we designed, um, you know, we had a focus on things like speed. So you could add capacity in minutes. Uh, we also focus on elasticity, so you can automatically grow shrink capacity based on whatever utilization that you're experiencing. Uh, Self-service was another big focus area, so it's fully automated, it's very user-friendly, uh, and we're very flexible with how we've rolled out the consumption options. So agencies and state and local governments can buy on demand, or they can sign up for a one-year or three-year uh, subscription commitment. Um, and today, we're in uh, AWS, uh, uh, GovCloud and US West. Soon we're also going to be in uh, US East for GovCloud uh, and we're pretty excited about that and uh, and today we're supported and tomorrow we will be too but we're supported and operated by VMware. We don't outsource this uh, and everything is staffed with US citizens operating on US soil. So in a nutshell that's what I would say uh, would be the answer to that one. Got it and Audrey where should people go, folks in government agencies, where should they go if they have questions? So when we talk to our government agencies, we always encourage them, you know, to start this conversation with ourselves, you know, to really understand how VMware Cloud on AWS GovCloud will fit into their cloud strategy. And also um, for the IT teams from these organizations, they can also experience this service by trying on our um, Lens On Lab, which is pretty amazing. Excellent. Well, we'll have a bunch of links and um, email addresses in the show notes so that you can get more information. You can still go to cloud.bmware.com slash govcloud. That'll take you to the right page uh, if you want uh, more information. So I think also uh, you actually have, um, I think you actually even had a phone number you were going to use for us. 
Do you have the phone number that folks should call while we have operators standing by now? Um, yes. So uh, actually, let's put it in the show notes. So it's more Excellent. visible to everyone. Excellent. We'll put it in the show notes. You can call us. You can email us. You can go on the web. We are a full service organization. So Sounds good. That's it for another episode of VMware Cloud on AWS Unplugged. I'm your host, Bill Roth. Today, we've been talking about the long-awaited FedRAMP High Impact Level Agency Authorization with Lance Bendit, Senior Outbound Product Line Marketing Manager for VMware Cloud on GovCloud, and my esteemed colleague, Audrey Bion, Senior Product Marketing Manager for VMware Cloud and AWS. So for Lance and Audrey and the whole team uh, at VMware Cloud on AWS, uh, this is Bill Roth saying thanks very much. Stick around for another episode. And in the words of Stephen Dubner, take care of yourself. And if you can, take care of somebody else too. Thanks very much. Thank, Thank you. you.